1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now in-store or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Let's
2: go! This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSN, the sports betting network.
3: What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome into the Lombardi Line, presented, as always, by BetMGM. We're coming to you from coast to coast this morning. Our guy, Michael Lombardi, out on the East Coast in Jersey at his office. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, live from our Vison studio in Viva, Las Vegas, at Circa Resort and Casino. Got a jam-packed two hours ahead, Michael, because as training camps are going on everywhere across the country, pads are on. Guys are at pressers. We're going to actually have to do the best job we can to sift through all of this information, be selective, what we want to talk about. Cause there's so much.
4: There is. And you know, there's always the evaluations after practice, you know, Dak through an interception, right. you know, this guy made a bad play, it, you know, it's, it's that. And then we tend to overreact and that's, that causes more conversation. And then we can have, I was doing a show yesterday after we got off the air stormy and, uh, You know, I had to talk about why Justin Fields is going to win the MVP, that that he's going to put up incredible numbers that forget about winning. That has nothing to do with it, that he's just going to put up incredible numbers because it's his time. No reason, just his time.
3: I've seen a lot of people this week specifically in national media really, really riding the Justin Fields hype train and saying that he could go on down the line to be the best dual-threat quarterback in the NFL period. Obviously not saying this year that's going to happen, but even this year asking about the leap that he's going to make. And I, every time I hear the name Justin Fields, just immediately think of you.
4: Well, I mean, I, I'm trying to lower expectations because I think <laughs> to me... You've got to get good before you get great, right? And so like let's put things in perspective. His numbers were very similar passing the football to not very similar. They were exactly like Davis Mills who's out of a job in Houston. That the yep. you compare those two players and the numbers are identical. Actually Mills won more games, you know? So but you know Mills can't run the ball, but Mills and him but Mills throws it better. But Mills is going to lose his job, but Fields is going to win the MVP. Explain this logic to me, you know? And so, especially considering that someone's been sacked 91 times in his two years as as an NFL player, doesn't exactly lend that he makes quick decisions. You could say, well, his offensive line's no good. Okay, I got that, you know? but. It's just to me, and I don't want to belabor the point, it's just, it's just comical what we can come up with during training camp when a guy makes one throw against air.
3: And that's what it is this time of year. But I will say, I it's a far departure from what we've had to go through over the past couple of months. So I will take speculation and talking season over just the lack of information for us to even talk about at this point. So um, also to set the table, though, for what we have to come, in addition to all of our NFL and training camp news and notes, it's college football week here at VEASAN, as our college football betting guide is set to be released tomorrow. Our own Tim Murray, college football betting analyst, host of Primetime. prime time. He's going to join us at the end of this hour, 945 Pacific, 1245 Eastern. Dive into, um, in addition to the conferences that he broke down for the college football betting guide, the scandal betting probe that's been going on at Iowa State with more information revealed there yesterday that quarterback Hunter Deckers um, has been charged in that, and so how that'll impact the cyclones moving forward this season. Also, in hour two, Harry Gagnon in his usual Wednesday spot, former Vegas sportsbook supervisor, or host of the Against All Odds podcast, will give him some MLB plays out there. Speaking of, of baseball, and we I know we don't touch on a ton of MLB here, but obviously huge news yesterday yeah. after we got off the air that Justin Verlander is back to being a Houston Astro. Michael.
4: Yeah, I mean look and you know the I, I was trying to tally up what the what the Mets dumped in terms of salary yesterday. Oh my God. Forty million here, forty million there, ten mil I mean, it was remarkable what they got rid of. And Houston, you know, had to give up a prospect. We'll see how good that prospect was to get Verlander back. But, you know, they took on a contract that, that I don't know how it's gonna work. Do they pay some of it the Mets or not? I think that'll be interesting to see because he's got another year on that contract.
3: Yep. And we'll discuss that a little bit later on in the show when Harry does join us. But for now, we all remember last week uh, when Sean Payton got uh, on the interview track with USA Today, said what he had to say about Nathaniel Hackett and the worst coaching job in NFL history. Well, we finally heard from Hackett for the first time yesterday behind the mic. Here's what he had in response to those pointed comments.
2: As a coach, you know, as a coach's kid, uh, you know, we live in a glass house. We know that. We all live in different rooms. We all got a key for it. And it's one of those things that there's a code, there's a way things are done in that house. It's unfortunate that that had to happen, uh, that the comments that were made. But, hey, they did. I, I'll tell you, I was probably more surprised that they happened now. Was definitely expecting them in week five. So I, I'm, I'm almost thankful uh, that we got that you know out of the way, we all understand where where, where uh certain people feel and think.
3: what do you think, Michael? the back and forth continues
4: well, I mean, look, you know it's it's uh it's not what what Sean Payton said wasn't not true I mean that's the fact, you know, and uh you got to deal with it and and I think to me it it broke the code of conduct that coaches all use, which I'm sure is what Nathaniel's referring to, but What he said was true. It was not a very good coaching job universally in Denver. And Sean put the onus on him, and he threw Nathaniel under the bus, which is what happens at times. So, you know, I'm just thinking of what's going to happen next. I mean, the Jets have a lot of work to do to get their offense better, and so do the Denver Broncos. They've got to get their defense better. I wrote about it today. You know, it's funny. The impact of coaching – uh, and I went back to 1996. 1996, uh, Rich Kotite was the head coach of the New York Football Jets, and they had an off season like no off season ever before. Right? They spent 70 million. Now it doesn't sound like a lot, but they spent 70 million dollars on the Jet team. They gave Neil O'Donnell, the quarterback from Pittsburgh, a five-year, 25 million dollar contract. Unheard of. The Steelers were offering about 3.1 per season, and the Jets blew them out of the water. And, you know, and that, he brought him on the team and they won one game. They went one and 15. Kotite re- f- fired himself after a loss to Philadelphia in week 16. And then he coached the last game of the year to go one and 15. And then Parcells comes in with especially the same team. And he goes nine and seven. And he's a Keyshawn Johnson drop in Detroit away from winning the game. And he would have made the playoffs. So, Look, we can all say we don't want to insult coaches and coaches, you know, we all live in glad. Yeah, but we all are paid to evaluate coaches, right? And and the the coaches matter more than ever.
3: And I get that the whole, you know, if you're in glass houses, don't throw stones. But also, if you're in a glass house and you can see everything that's going on in the other rooms, aren't you okay to talk about it and to ad- admit what you saw? Like, that's kind of my my view um, on that. Like, it was clear, like you said, there's no denying that it was a poor coaching job last year. He just said what everybody else is thinking, and nobody expects a guy like him to say it. But also, don't we know who Sean Payton is at this point all the years that he's been in the league? and When it comes to Nathaniel Hackett, he did at least say that he owns up to the mistakes that he made that cost him his job in Denver. Also appeared genuinely touched by the response from the organization saying, um, you know, players, even that he didn't know on the defensive side of the ball, were offering some encouraging words to him. So, whereas this is something that sean payton said in his comments to be something that would be a positive for his locker room and a positive for his quarterback it appears potentially at least on the surface that this could be a galvanizing thing for the jets locker room as well just making that week five matchup that much more intriguing this season
4: yeah and and the jets better not worry about week five they better worry about week Week one (laughs) you know they better get week one and get the buffalo bills who you know, obviously are going to be a formidable task against them, and they better get that straightened out. So, you know, the one thing that the Jets better do if they're going to have a good season, particularly with the beginning part of their season, you know, the Bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Broncos, and then the Eagles after that is they better focus on one week at a time because they're not going to just roll it out there and win games.
3: Yeah, the first six games of the season, the hardest opening portion in the NFL – Bills on Monday Night Football at Dallas. You've got the Patriots Chiefs at Denver and the Philadelphia Eagles who just played for a Super Bowl. So uh, competitive to say the least. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, while on the subject of the Jets also said that he expects this his time in New York to be um, a few years par- partnership is the quote. But I I think that yeah. that's something that we've all talked about and expected at this point now, especially given the $35 million pay cut that he took last week. But what what's the bar for success for this Jets team with Aaron Rodgers, knowing that you're going to get more than just one season out of him?
4: Well, I think that's really important. So I think you don't have to sit there and say, okay, all the chips are in the middle of the table. You're worried about 40-year-old, and we see there's ultimately a decline. I think the fundamental question is, last year, was it the players around Aaron, that weren't very good. The young players, they weren't really in tune to the system. They really weren't kind of ready to play in the NFL, play the Sunday game. Was it them or was it him? And I think we're going to find out pretty quickly here at the Jets. And look, if they can get two years out of them, that's awfully good. Remember, they're going to give a first – if he plays 70% of the plays, they're going to give a first-round pick back to Green Bay. So they're going to have to do a really good job of making sure they're collecting talent And finding other avenues to explore. I thought it was interesting they let Dalvin Cook out of the building. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's asking for way more money because players don't typically leave if they thought they had if there was no alternative.
3: Still a lot more to figure out on the Dalvin Cook front, whether it's the Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots, or even the Cowboys, who evidently are more in the. Public eye now is a potential landing spot for the free agent running back. But as it pertains to Aaron Rodgers, a 16 to one shot in MVP odds right now. Um, He is a different guy. It appears in New York. We'll see what type of a season he's able to put together. He does not appear to be coming on the field, though, this week, tomorrow, the Hall of Fame game getting underway with the Jets taking on the Cleveland Browns. We will discuss that game a little bit more when we return, because I know you're not going to be here tomorrow to discuss it ahead of the game. So we'll get your quick breakdown there. So much more news and notes to get to, though, around all of these NFL training camps. Stay with us right here on the Lombardi line. This is Visa the Sports Betting Network.
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports
4: wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your
2: host, Stormy Bonatoni on vSEN, the sports betting network.
3: It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. You can download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gabling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And and Michael, we're going to go back to the Jets in a moment, but before we get too far removed from the Broncos and and Sean Payton and that whole situation, I did love, especially considering you have an article out right now on why Sean Payton will help the Denver Broncos win games, that given all of the noise outside, uh, linebacker Josie Jewell was saying in an interview that He loves the impact Sean Payton is having already, and they haven't even played any games. He said it's just the culture and the way people walk around. You can tell it's just an aura you can feel when you walk in.
4: That That's what accountability feels like, right? That's what somebody who's in charge demands, right? So what we learned after Nathaniel Hackett got fired last year is the players were on their own. Nobody was on the same page. Everybody was doing their own thing. Russ was cooking over here. He had five coaches. You know, the defense was doing something else. And, you know, what Parcells did in 97 when he took over the Jets is just basically hold people accountable, be demanding, you know, settle things down because Neil O'Donnell ended up playing for him. I mean, Neil O'Donnell started 14 games for him after going 0-6 the year before for Rich Cotite. And he was able to throw 17 touchdowns with seven interceptions. I mean, they actually made it work with him at quarterback for at least the next season. So my point of the column was, look, you know, Sean's going to make it work with Russell better than it is. The fundamental question about Russell to me is, is does he still have the gumption? Does he still have the willingness to take the hits? Does he still have that, I'm going to work the pocket vertically and throw it down the field? Uh, Because all indications, and this is really all we have is indications, right? We're in the veterinarian business when we're analyzing football teams. The patient never talks to us. We have to use indicators to let us know, and I think when you look at Russell, his inability to run, his inability to be willing to run vertically as opposed to trying to get out sideways and just escape has been a concern. In the last two seasons, he's rushed for less than 500 yards combined. When two, three years ago, he rushed for 500 and some yards. So he's clearly not running. And, but when he doesn't run – he doesn't look down the field. He doesn't see the field. Because remember, Russ, Russell Wilson, for all the talk about letting him cook, he's a 5'11 cook.
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and from the betting standpoint, too, Michael, while you say, yes, you anticipate the Denver Broncos being improved this season under Sean Payton, you expect Russell Wilson to play better in this offense this season, You also say that win total being set at eight and a half games, nine is still going to be a challenge for this team to hit, despite some yeah. of those higher expectations. So you said maybe this is another one of those teams that you might, might want to wait for those in-season win totals and get a better feel for how Russell Wilson and Sean Payton's style complement each other.
4: Look, what we do is for a living is assume a lot of things in betting. Any better assumes a lot. He assumes – he or she assumes this, this, and that, right? Well, one of the things you don't want to do is assume too much, right? We assume for good reason and we have supporting evidence that Peyton will make the Broncos a better team. I, I, I don't think that's an assumption. I think there's enough evidence to support that. We do not have enough evidence to assume that Russell's going to be a better player, or that their defense is going to be able to stop the forward pass. Yes, I know they added Frank Clark. You know, they've got Randy Gregory on the edges. They struggled to cover last year against good passing teams, right? And when you're playing against an offense that is not very explosive, the opponents don't really try to be explosive. They just say, look, if we don't turn this ball over, we'll win the game. So I, I think there's a little bit of that. I don't know how good Denver is on D de- I I know they have a reputation for being great on defense. I'm not sure it's there. I want to see it. And I want to see if Wilson does. I, I know Sean will make the team better. I don't know what else will happen after that.
3: Coming off the 5-12 and 12 season under Nathaniel Hackett, win total for Sean Payton's crew, again, set at that eight and a half. And I am not assuming, I know, that when it comes to the Hall of Fame game coming up tomorrow in Canton, Ohio, we will not be seeing starting quarterbacks from either the Jets or the Cleveland Browns. Um, so Zach Wilson is going to start, not Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers hasn't played in a preseason game since 2018, although he did say recently, maybe that last game, he could see a little bit of action. So didn't cement himself to it, but thought process is out there publicly. And Kevin Stefanski said Kellen Mond is going to start. Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to play the second half for the Browns. Jets, a my, my, uh, excuse me, Jets, a one and a half point favorite. Against Cleveland in this spot, the total 33.5. Any initial thoughts on what we're going to see here in this game? This is just one of those games that I have no interest in betting, albeit how excited I am to have football on our screens. I feel like that's from our perspective what we get out of this game, just knowing that we have football on our television screens. Yeah.
4: Well, I, I think the one thing, if you want to bet, you, you feel pretty comfortable that the under typically hits, right? 33.5. You know, I mean, these games the offense doesn't necessarily move the football very effectively because of the quarterbacks, because other reasons are is the back all the offensive linemen are backups, right? None of the starting offensive linemen will play in the game on either side of the ball. And the Jets offensive line isn't very good. I mean, that's the hard thing for Zach Wilson. I kind of feel bad for him. He's gonna go out there with a very bad offensive line. Now the good news is the Browns will be backup defensive linemen out there too. So it's backups against backups, and, you know, Wilson should play well. I mean, he's going to know it's cover two. He's going to know it's Tampa. He's going to know it's three. The problem is, can he have time to execute? That's going to be the issue. And so that's what the games are all about. That's why the unders tend to hit here, because we're playing a lot of backups. But I'm with you, Stormy. I'm not complaining. I'm going to enjoy it.
3: I also don't think we have a big enough sample size of Robert Sala as a coach to know if winning in the preseason is particularly important to him. But I know last year it was being a first time head coach won all three of the games that they played in a season ago. So we'll see if he still has that kind of mentality with the group that he's putting out on the field, albeit the backups. But this is just an opportunity for guys to compete for jobs and it's going to make good early hard knocks content for us.
4: Yeah, no, and, and look, let's face it, Salah's got to get his team. He's got to get He's got to get these offensive linemen. He's got to get them to play well, right? And so he's got to find – he doesn't have a lot of depth in his offensive front. He's got to play Becton, which he needs to play, right? You know, and, and last year they scored – you know, remember now, Zach, Zach Wilson got hurt in the opening day game, but they played Mike White quite a bit. And then they played the Strevlever kid from Canada – who came down and was running around like crazy, and he made a huge difference. And I think you know I think when you play a backup quarterback like that that runs with the football, it, it makes the he was the leading rusher for the Jets last year. He had nine carries for 71 yards. So you know, along with being the quarterback, it threw five touchdown passes. So you know you get a guy like that that comes in that's had some experience playing. he should do well.
3: Let's push this conversation forward with the Browns and their outlook this season. I know you have them as your pick in this year's NFL betting guide to ultimately win that division. It's a team that's got what one playoff appearance the last 20 seasons, the fewest in the NFL seven and 10 last season last in the division. But the expectation that Deshaun Watson is going to turn it up a notch and get at least closer to the form that he was paid to the tune of $230 million for.
4: Yeah, and, you know, he's going to have to, right? But we're not going to see that on Thursday night. We're not even going to see Joshua Dobbs, who was the the starting quarterback in the preseason last year. Joshua Dobbs threw 53 passes for the Browns. He's not even going to play in this game. Yeah, Michael, now, I don't I think, think he'll play next I don't week. think
3: we're going to see anybody like how we saw Josh Jacobs for the Raiders last year. I don't anticipate any of that for this yeah. game.
4: No, I don't either. But I do think that, you know, the Browns, with their quarterbacking situation, their backup offensive line, I mean, I think they can move the football fairly effectively, you know, because they they have – they know how to run the ball. Their defense will play very basic and very vanilla. It'll be a fun game to watch because they're trying to evaluate some of these players to fit the roles. The Jets, most importantly, the Jets have got to get Beckton to play well, and he's going to play in the game, the, the right tackle. That's going to be interesting to watch him to see if he can actually become a starter.
3: Yeah, any offensive line – Progress that we can see from the Jets is going to be critical here. And then as for the Browns, it's interesting. They, their first four games of the season have three divisional games. So they're going to need to get at least some of those elements together here in the preseason to make sure that they're winning some critical games in that AFC North. I
4: got to feel like they got to play Watson a little bit. Don't you? I mean, if I were them, I would like, let's play Watson a little bit here. You know, let's to get some Get some rhythm. I'm not saying week two. When you have four preseason games, right? But I would say week two is now the former week three, right? That yeah. That's what it is and, and the way of looking at it. Remember, week three used to be the game where everybody played everybody. Uh, but I think they got to have to play Watson a little bit. I really do. To get some time and to get some rhythm, you know, to kind of get some confidence going. It and Because it, it'll be harder opening weekend when you just go out there and all of a sudden you can't simulate the speed of a regular season game. Not that it's going to be in preseason, but at least it gives you a little bit more of a tempo.
3: Yeah, and they have talked a lot about how Deshaun Watson this season has felt that much more comfortable. So maybe get him in a little bit of a game simulation type of an instance. We're going to step aside more NFL talk when we return. Patrick Mahomes says he wants to do his contracts like Brady.
2: This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on v the sports betting network.
3: Tormented by the transfer portal? I know I am. Coaching carousel got you confused? Well, let our 2023 v college football betting guide get you ready for this upcoming season. This year's college football preview magazine includes season win total picks and previews for all 133 FBS teams. Plus, feature articles on how to create your own power ratings model, calculate home field advantage, and who to bet on for the Heisman. Get Matt Eumann's preseason top 25, Steve Mackinan's top betting systems, and what you need to know to be ready for kickoff. The College Football Betting Guide comes out tomorrow and is one of the many benefits to becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You can sign up now at VEASAN.com. Subscribe, and we'll be joined in just about 15 minutes from Beeson own Tim Murray. Break down a couple college football conferences and breakdowns from this year's guide. Really great, valuable information available. The release again coming out tomorrow. But for now, Michael, let's stick in the NFL because as we know, not too long ago, Justin Herbert became the highest-played player in NFL history, $262.5 million extension, $52.5 million average annual value. We expect that Joe Burrow is going to be the next in line. And then we've always had this question of, okay, so what does that mean for a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who's on this 10 year long term deal averaging around forty five million dollars a year two Super Bowl wins league MVPs. But he apparently, Michael, which I feel like you will appreciate, wants to come at this from a similar approach as Tom Brady says, I've looked at Tom's model and how he did it. That's it. You want to make money for yourself and your family. You want to keep pushing the market forward for other quarterbacks. But I want Chris Jones to be in training camp. I want Travis Kelsey to always be making money. I want everybody on the team here. That mindset of taking less to have more around you to win more Super Bowls.
4: Yeah, I. I well, look, that's what it takes. Because what Jerry's experiencing in Dallas is the problem, right? Dak took the money you know and Dak is a good player not not to the level of what he got paid but the answer is if we don't pay Dak what happens right so that's that that's the problem and so then you pay Dak and now all of a sudden you've got to scrap around and make sure you've got enough money to pay for M- Micah Parsons and and DeLawrence uh, uh, you know and uh, I always have DeLawrence Grant on the brain which is a horrendous horrendous decision <laughs> thinking part but Lawrence, you know, you got to pay for Demarcus Lawrence. And so you got to pay for all these other players. And when you give up that much to the quarterback, it, it becomes problematic. And there's only so much cash over cap you can go every single year. So, yeah, I mean, I love what Mahomes said because for him to be great, he needs other great players. Now, they made a decision to let Tyreek Hill go and not pay him. And they're working around that, you know, and it worked out last year for them.
3: Well, and I think another just point that he made in this interview that was interesting was he talked about, yes, it's important to have this open conversation with leadership, with the GM, with the owner, to have an understanding of where that happy medium is. And I think for them, they felt that letting a guy like Tyreek Hill go, they could still find ways to backfill that because of the talent that a guy like Patrick Mahomes is and finding that happy medium of who to pay and who not to with him taking slightly less down the line. So I'll be interested to see, because this is a quarterback, Michael, who could command probably like $60 million a year, given what he's accomplished and the future they anticipate for him to have.
4: Right. No question. And what they did, Stormy, is they said, okay, look, they did what I wrote about today about Sean Payton. Most of these West Coast coaches, West Coast offense coaches, everything's about get me another receiver. They never pay attention to the offensive line. They could care less, right? They just think, okay. And, and, and really, it, sometimes it works. Like for – I always had this conversation with Kyle. I'm like, how do you get away with some of the linemen you get away with, right? He kind of has a way of doing it. And But Andy Reid put his money where his mouth is. I mean, he gave Jawan Taylor a huge contract. He paid Joe Tooney. He drafted Creed Humphreys. He signed Donovan Smith. Now we'll find out if that's going to work out because he didn't play well last year. But he gave him but he put all the resources that he had, he put back into the offensive line. And the last two seasons, he's been drafting defensive linemen at the top of the draft. So, you know, he wants to keep working on the offensive and the defensive lines. And filling those systems in place, which is ultimately what he has to do, and then everything else kind of falls into place. I mean, Pacheco beats out Edward Solaire. You know, now I'm sure we should probably pay Edward hilaire as a top ten player because he's a running back. But I mean, that goes without
3: saying. You love, you love the running back position. That has been, I was so, I thought you well, would be we just proud. just talking about it. Michael, I thought you would be so proud and excited that I didn't have to lead the show with a running back topic. <laughs> I didn't know Jonathan Taylor update today. It was very exciting. But as it pertains. Isn't that good? Isn't
4: that refreshing? <laughs>
3: Absolutely. But as it pertains to, to this Kansas City team and the AFC West, they're an odds on number to win the division, but. Even if you think that the Chargers are going to be better and the Broncos are going to be better, it still, in my mind, feels like the Chiefs' division to lose at this point. That's just how year in and year out, even with the wide receiver questions that they have in that room, I still feel like that's a fair, good number for Kansas City to bet.
4: Yeah, well, let's just look at it for a second, right? So they play the Chargers in Week 2. Close game. Really close game. The Chargers outgain them. The Chargers put 401 yards on the table. They, get, they throw the ball for 326 yards, they lose by a field goal. The Raiders on Monday night, October the 10th, have them, could beat them. They don't make a couple throws. They The, the, Raider, the, the, the Chiefs come away with a one-point win, right? So they win that game. Then they come away with a six-point win against Denver. And then they come back and beat Denver again by three. And then they blow the Raiders out in the last game of the year. But every time they played them, and they, oh, the Chargers were another three-point game. So every game that they play is really close. Yet they find some way to win the game, right? They find some way to make the play in the fourth quarter to win the game.
3: Well, and you look at those, not only the Chargers, but the games against the Broncos as well. And you have a former Broncos, a former, excuse me, Kansas City players on the Broncos now who's saying it's not a rivalry until you start winning some of those games. I was on the other side and I know. It didn't feel like a rivalry to me. So they find ways. They win those games. Um, big fan of Kansas City. That's what why I don't think together. you can
4: say they're not going to go over yeah. their win total. They, they're they're. You know, I mean, look, we can all sit there and say, what, who was I listening to the other day? I was some reporter was talking about how Belichick is Neanderthal because, you know, he's wor- still talking about special teams when special teams don't matter. They don't. Well, I mean, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl because of special teams. They got to the Super Bowl because of special teams. You remember the punt return by Sky Moore to set him up mm-hmm. before the personal foul penalty, right? And then in the Super Bowl, it was, it was our, our Tony staying healthy for the moment who had the return that got him, you know, got him back going again. So, like, they're good at all three phases, and they turn the ball over defensively. They make plays. They protect the ball. I mean, that's why they win games in the fourth quarter.
3: Yeah, that 11 and a half win total juice to minus 140, Michael, for a reason for any of our new bettors out there, you have to bet 140 to win that 100 back coming off a 14 win season and a Super Bowl favorite to repeat in 2023. Let's go to another team in red, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their quarterback situation. A slight update from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler on who who he believes has much of the momentum here at camp, and that's Baker Mayfield. He evidently, quote, has command of the offense and is considered better suited to run the offense ahead of them. Kyle Trask has added, has come on strong in recent days, but it seems like Mayfield's going to get that first opportunity at the starting job, which is something that we have talked about here on the program already. You, You felt that way as well.
4: Well, I think oftentimes, anytime a coach has a chance to go with a veteran, he's going to go with the veteran because he's going to assume the veteran will protect the football, right? And that's not necessarily the case. I mean, last year Mike Tomlin decided to go with Mitchell Trubisky because he protected the football better and then – Once he realized that he makes too many mistakes and doesn't protect the football, he went to another player who didn't protect the ball and rookie Kenny Pickett, but eventually they got better. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's the case. I I think Kyle Trask could beat out Baker Mayfield if he shows in the preseason that he's not trying to play outside himself. You know, Mayfield, I was watching the, the clip the other day, throws an interception and everybody's making fun of it. But that interception that he threw over the middle of the field is problematic with what's wrong with Mayfield. He can't see the number one thing Mayfield used to say all the time when he played in, at Oklahoma when he came back to the huddle was "I, I the receivers would be complaining. they He didn't throw in the voice. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Mayfield's small. And if you don't work the pocket and don't go through the lane, it's hard for him to make a throw. That's why when he came out and Georgia played in that in that game against Georgia, when Georgia played against Oklahoma, they played man coverage one free. And they said, Baker, you're going to have to throw the ball outside the numbers to beat us. And, and he couldn't do it. He was horrible on third down. And he still got drafted as his first pick overall in the draft.
3: Trying to refine some of the greatness that at least led the Browns to that first playoff appearance in a long, long time. Um, also, we'll see if we have time to get to this a little bit later, but Mike Evans' comments on believing that he is the best wide receiver in the NFL wants to get – another opportunity to get an extension and stay with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, We'll we'll see if we can revisit that a little bit later because we have college football talk to get into when we return here on the Lombardi line. Cause VEASAN zone, Tim Murray is going to join us. We'll talk a little mountain West. He also did write-ups for the independence in this year's guide, but, there's a betting probe at Iowa State that revealed starting quarterback Hunter Decker's illegally placed sports bets while underage. Did a number of them on Iowa State University sporting events, including Iowa State football. So we'll get Tim's expertise there. He was on the air when this news broke yesterday. His reflections now that he's had um, the, the night to really sit on it. We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line on in the Sports Betting Network.
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
4: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, deputy opinion editor.
0: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
4: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni
2: on vSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $100 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. All you got to do is sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message. That invites them to register their own account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up, they make a deposit. They'll get their $100 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll get your $100 bonus as well. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 and up only to to wager. All promotions subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non trouble bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Massachusetts, Mississippi, and Nevada. Welcome back to the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. College football is chaos right now, in case you didn't know. In Mm -hmm. addition to realignment and team culture investigations, now we also have more information on a betting probe surrounding the Iowa State football program and starting quarterback Hunter Deckers to... Help us break down as much as humanly possible in the next 15 minutes. We bring in great friend of the show, Tim Murray, co-host of VEASAN primetime with Sean King every weekday from three to six Pacific six to nine Eastern also hosts the college football betting podcast here at VEASAN and one of the many tremendous contributors to this year's college football betting guide coming out on Thursday. Welcome in Tim, that Hunter Decker's news, I believe dropped while you guys were on the air yesterday. What were your initial thoughts and how now moving that forward for um, this 2023 season. Does that impact your view of the team?
2: Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, it did come out last night. Um, you know, you, you kind of laugh a little bit at the, at the money that was uh, reportedly part of these, uh, these bets, around like $7 per bet. But uh, this is, from my understanding, and, you know, the people uh, that I've kind of just poked around to, guys, uh, this is the first of many to come. Uh, regarding Iowa State. Uh, some news today about an Iowa kicker as well who had an under bet in an Iowa-Iowa State game uh, just a couple years ago. So, you know, this is uh, this has kind of been thought for a while that Iowa State was going to be hit pretty hard. Uh, you know, who knows? I don't want to speculate too much, but you, you wonder about, um, you know, the status, if this is really as bad as some people anticipate of Matt Campbell moving forward, a head coach of Iowa State, who has certainly uh, for a while was a hot candidate to get some big-time jobs and uh, still remains at Iowa State. But, you know, you look at a lot of places, guys, they've taken Iowa State off the board. Um, you know, I would say this. If there's any shop out there, uh, I haven't seen it, um, that has Game of the Year lines and includes the Hawk game, Iowa-Iowa State, uh, I would go ahead and attack Iowa. I, I think I think there are more to come uh, from the Iowa State things uh, here uh, in the next couple weeks.
4: You know, and Deckers gave Iowa State, the Cyclones, so much optimism, right? He threw for over yep. 3,000 yards last season, you know, uh, the third best in school history, 19 touchdowns, third best in school history. So, you know, feeling like you're going to build off that, this is a team that could compete, you know, in the Big 12 and maybe, you know, do, because I still think Matt Campbell's a good coach. So mm-hmm. I could see why the the books would take them off the board and as this thing goes forward what do you feel like is going to be the cons- the way to handle this betting in terms of we we know what the nfl did right they suspend yep. guys and you know and they send out messaging and all that what has been the reaction around college football i mean we've had a tumultuous off season between northwestern and now all this gambling information
2: yeah, Michael, it's a good question. And, you know, my guess, and, you know, you mentioned the NFL side of things and how they kind of, you know, put the hammer down when Calvin Ridley uh, was the first one that kind of publicly was uh, was suspended for that year-long suspension. My guess would be a similar situation. Um, you know, I would be stunned if Hunter Deckers, who started all 13 games, remember, last year for Iowa State was Brock Purdy's backup for a couple of years. I would be stunned if he plays another college football game for Iowa state and maybe college football game ever. Uh, and you know, if he's one of a handful, uh, the same could be coming down. So I I would expect Michael that we're probably going to see a a hammer situation because you know, it's, it's blurred lines. You know, we, we all know that and and we do what we do here on VEASAN. Um, and you know, it's, it's so readily available and Iowa is a, a state where it's, it's legal to bet. However, you know, Hunter Deckers was under 21, so he was breaking the law in there. And you're not allowed to bet if you're a college athlete on any sport that is sanctioned uh, in, in, you know, in, in the NCAA. So uh, it, it seems, I know some people might think it's hypocritical, but, you know, sometimes it life's unfair and rules are the rules. And that's what's been going on with the NFL and their suspensions. And, you know, uh, this seems like it's the beginning of more to come for Iowa State and maybe even Iowa. So we will see. But uh, I think from the betting side of things, I, I think Iowa State, it seems like, guys, is going to be pretty short uh very early in this season.
3: He is accused of placing 366 mobile or online bets of those to your point about betting on University sports 26 placed on Iowa State sporting events and at least one on their football game against Oklahoma in 2021 when he was the backup quarterback to then starter Brock Purdy and according to those NCAA rules any athlete wagering on their own university could receive that lifetime ban. here with VEASAN zone Tim Murray host of VEASAN primetime as well as the Vison college football betting podcast because of all this the Iowa State write-up in the college football betting guide is being retooled as we speak before the release coming out tomorrow in this year's guide Tim you focused in on both the Mountain West conference as well as those independent programs we know you you love those Notre Dame Fighting Irish as do I but when it comes to the Mountain West I know this year last this past year was a very down year for the league mm-hmm. this season they're getting rid of divisions but still very uh, like a number of bets to be made I think in this league what was your favorite one as you were putting together your write up for the league
2: yeah, I'll give you two, Stormy. And, um, you know, the Mountain West, give them credit. I mean, they are testing themselves uh, in the non-conference. Uh, you look at Boise State, who is the, uh, sorry to uh, sorry to say, Stormy, to your San Diego State Don't you do Aztecs. It. But Boise State is is the bell cow, oh. right? Even though they haven't won this conference. <laughs> they are the measuring stick in this conference. And uh, they're going out week one. They're taking on Washington, will be a top 15 team. Uh, they're going to play Memphis on the road. Uh, And they bring in UCF. So, you know, for a win total for Boise State was one that I did not play one way or the other. A lean towards under eight and a half uh, because of those non-conference games that are going to be so challenging. So I went a little further down, guys, uh, to find some win totals that I did personally play. Uh, One over is Colorado State. Uh, Colorado State, the Rams, uh, year two of Jay Norvell uh, coming over from Nevada. They won three games last year. Uh, This was the worst offensive line in the country. I mean, it was absolutely dreadful last year. They gave up 59 sacks uh, a year ago, dead last in college football. And uh, they're going to be able to move their best offensive lineman from left tackle back to his normal position of center. They brought in four transfers to go on that offensive line. So really, if you see any upgrade on the offensive line, uh, you're going to see Colorado State take a step in the right direction. They brought in North Dakota State's leading rusher, Kobe Johnson, to be their new running back. Brought in a transfer from BYU to be their starting tight end. Uh, A guy that we'll be talking about on Sundays, probably next year, guys, is Torrey Horton. He's a stud. And uh, Jay Norvell, when he was at Circa Stormy last week, said to the media uh, that SEC teams came after him. And Torrey Horton, to his credit, uh, opted to stay in Fort Collins. And uh, he's going to be a big-time target uh, for Clay Millen, who is uh, a big-time recruit. Uh, went to Nevada initially, followed Jay Norvell to Colorado State, took his lumps. Uh, Clay Milton's father, uh, you know, was da- uh, John Elway's backup for a couple of years. So you look at the schedule, um, they do avoid New Mexico, which, uh, you know, if you're looking to play it over, you'd, you'd, you'd like to have that one. Uh, but they also avoid Fresno State and San Jose State. So I think Colorado State gets to a bowl, guys, uh, and uh, that would therefore get over their win total of four and a half. The other one I'll, I'll try to go briefly here on this one is Utah State under. Uh, I played it at five and a half. It was (laughs) readily available last week, including at BetMGM. And then I write it up, guys, and that number's gone. It's now five, but it's still (laughs) lean towards the under here. Uh, This is a team that went six and six last year. Four of those games were won by seven points or less. So I'm always a big believer in regression, whether it be positive or negative. A non-conference schedule where you play Iowa, you play James Madison, you play UConn on the road, tricky travel schedule there. They play all five of the top five teams Uh, In the preseason poll, Boise, Air Force, Fresno, San Diego State, San Jose State, they bring back just nine starters. So brutal schedule, tons of talent lost, their entire offensive line is gone, top three edge rushers are gone, leading rusher, leading wide receiver, all gone. Top cornerbacks gone. So uh, I think Utah State's going to be a tough one this year. Uh, for the boys from Logan so under Utah State and over for Colorado State
3: you know I didn't think that the Aggies were going to be good this year but when you lay it out like that it makes it sound so much worse Uh, and that yes regression does sound like it's coming Tim thank you so much for the time don't work too hard buddy thanks Tim appreciate you. you Tim Murray. uh, Come back to VEASAN later on this afternoon. You can catch Tim and Sean King on VEASAN primetime beginning at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 Eastern, as well as the College Football Betting Podcast. New episodes drop in every week and great evergreen content because they're covering each conference, diving into specific teams. It's really good information there. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. Also, follow Tim on that website that used to be known as Twitter, at 1, that's the number 1, Tim Murray. We'll be right back as Hour 2 of the Lombardi Line gets set. We've got What's On